Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham on the Hotspur Hood. Another win, undefeated, and now at the weekend, the big clash, the only two undefeated teams in the Premier League go head-to-head. They're going to be very tough against Man City, but we beat them once, we can beat them again. Joined by Owen, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. Looking forward to the stream. Yeah, always good yeah. after a, a, a nice win. Uh, Colby yeah. boy, apologies for being late. That was my fault, laughing at West Ham fans, saying uh, VAR <laughs> has come up three days after. It was the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, but we'll talk about that because there were VAR decisions in our game. Uh, and yeah, thanks for your comment. Please keep the comments coming in. Any comments, questions, uh, uh, anything that we're talking about, uh, uh, any topics that you want us to talk about uh, regarding the Premier League, Tottenham, uh, Marseille, Man City coming up. Uh, and please hit that like really helps the channel and if you haven't done so already hit that subscribe also really helps the channel and completely free and this is Tommy's channel he's got so many people doing shows on here uh, it's impossible for me to tell you all of them and for you to remember them remember them so your best bet is to hit that notification bell you'll be notified every time someone on here does a live stream and it's going live super stickers super chats also available, so get those in. I'll try and get through as many comments as I can. Super chat, super stickers, guaranteed to be read out and discussed. Uh, but let's start, uh, Owen. What I was pleased about for the first time in a little while, a quick tempo from the off. And not only a quick tempo, closing down, pressing. And I think in terms of the game, it was. It obviously sounds a lot closer than it was. If we had our shooting boots on, if we had a confidence on, it had been mm. over fairly quickly. But uh, in terms of the way that we played... Uh, the quick tempo, absolutely breath of fresh air to see after a few, not dismal performances, but dismal kind of uh, ways that we're playing. But then we have got the vic- uh, victories and, and not lost in those games. We can't really complain. Uh, but yeah, what did you think of the game? And in particular, the quick tempo, literally from the off and the closing down from the off. And then the, the 23 shots on goal, I think, which mm-hmm. is obviously fairly good. I think it's going to be the pattern. Um, I think when when Spurs are playing at home, they definitely will start off quick because they have to. The fans are on their back. They expect it. The atmosphere is there. Yeah, we didn't against uh, Wolves, though. I thought that was fairly lacklustre. Well, it, it, it's when looking at it. Um, yeah, Southampton. Wolves were a different position. I think Wolves were more kind of cagey and they were expecting it and they had faster players to counterattack. Um, so I think like... Obviously, it will it will be you know when we play Man City at, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, they're probably not going to be starting off quick. But I think it's it, it depending on the team. But for me, it's like yeah, Spurs started off quick. They they were pressing, um, and yeah, to put yeah, I do I do think that's going to be the pattern. It, it'll depend on the team they play. If it's against the likes of Fulham, bottom six of Spurs are meant to they'll start off quick. But if it's against top teams, they'll just be steady, feel each other right for a while. Because Spurs will be looking to do the counter-attacking. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Spurs didn't actually score when they started off. Like, on, you know, they actually dipped for a little bit and then, you know, they ramped up again. So, like, yeah, it was good starting off uh, the way Spurs did. And, um, yeah, hopefully towards, you know, as the season carries on, even after the World Cup, Spurs will probably start off quickly again and make sure that they, they have a fast tempo to the game. Yeah, I I thought it was a really good performance. Obviously, we'll talk about the defensive lapses a little bit later on. That was the only kind of two blocks, really, that and the fact that we couldn't get Sun on the score sheet. But we'll talk about him a bit later on. But in terms of the chances created, I thought it was fantastic performance. And and Varvin VAR would have had a 3-1 victory. Uh, I think 
Let's talk about VAR because obviously West Ham fans are saying it's corrupt against the top six cartel. I've seen on Twitter now, <laughs> even though three days earlier, uh, the top six cartel got a, a VAR, a penalty overturned by VAR. So anyway, uh, but th- th- that West Ham one against Chelsea was a terrible, terrible decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, our ones, uh, the, the first one, the Sun corner, as soon as Kane goes to try and head that, he's offside. I think that was the right decision because he was fairly offside. Uh, mm. Kane's goal, uh, we'll talk about Kane a bit later on as well, but Kane's goal and Richarlison's goal that was disallowed, I didn't really see any difference. Uh, they mm. were both very, very tight. I thought Kane, it's very tricky with VAR and all of this stuff because some of the uh, uh, angles they show show one decision and another angle shows another decision. But mm-hmm. the referees in the VAR room don't necessarily get all of those angles, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what did you think of the VAR decisions? Uh, uh, three of them there were. Uh, the Kane offside goal from the corner, Richarlison's goal disallowed, and Kane's goal that stood. Um, yeah, Kane's goal, uh, the first one, he was offside. I think it was both Dyer was offside as well, yeah. um, even if he didn't touch it, so it obstructed the keeper. Um, the Richarlison one, I think Sessing Young was offside. Um, that's that's what was ruled out. Sessing was offside first before he passed it back. Right. Um, I think that's why it works. Um, and then the Kane goal that stood, Kane was just about onside. So I think all, all three calls were accurate. And there wasn't, it, it, it's when it comes to the, the offside, you know, they draw the lines and everything. And it is kind of like they've kind of tightened it now. You know, if it was an arm offside or the body was offside, then they would have given it. But it's now if the full, you know, if there's a full foot offside. Mm-hmm. So th- I, I don't think VAR can be criticized for the offsides this season if they've really kind of sharpen up on that um mm. it's just the, the 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 west ham game against chelsea um yeah we all know that should have been a goal but it's the rules you know um and as yeah. my we, we, off, we, yeah we were saying off air weren't we that bowen has clipped him but yeah it's it's just not a, just a tap so that's what the referees will be looking at and then saying well that justifies for disallowing it even though yeah it's even though it's not a foul even a it's not, but stand that kind of touch. If, but it's, it's like you said, the game. Mendy's played the game. Yeah, he's, he's played the game, and it's like you said uh, before we came on. It's like if Lloris had done that and laid on the ground and the golden disallowed, Spurs fans would have been cheering. Would have said, <laughs> "Okay, what's harsh?" But yeah. and the thing is, Mendy played the game, and that's what the biggest concern is. And um, and if you watch matches, you start to pick this up. Players will go down and stay down, knowing that the VR will get looked at it because. Yeah. Say kind of uh, a tackle goes in and the player feels that he it's a VR incident to get a um, you know penalized or a yellow card, they will stay down. Mendy did that. He knew if he stayed down, if he'd have got up, it would have been stood. But if he stayed down knowing that VAR will check it and slow it down and he'll just pretend that he's hurt. So you you know, diving has been accelerated now. It really has. Mendy faked, faked everything. And I and even the one with um, the Aston Villa, which I think that should have been the goal. You know, Aston Villa should have. Oh yeah, yeah. You it know, wasn't scored. Um, what, what it was happened? Outside. What happened? It was a linesman. The, yeah, what, what exactly? The, waiting until putting your flag up until the end. Exactly. Just, exactly. Again, so it's so inconsistent and, and exactly because he wasn't offside at all. No, I said it last. I thought that was a worse decision. Yeah, Newcastle it was. Won, Newcastle won. He has clattered into him, so I can see why. Yes, but he was pushed. Yeah. But the, the player was pushed. The thing is, and I said it last year, the refs, the refs in the Premier League, 
they know the rules, but it's their interpretation of the rules. So some ref would have given that, some ref won't. It really depends on what ref and who's in the video. You know, if in, in the Super League, they tend to have, yes, the, the video referee isn't everywhere, but they tend to have regular, that like they'll, they'll always have the same video referee. And I yeah. think what the Premiership does is they're constantly changing it. What they should do is have, right, we're going to have, you know, we're going to look at all the matches, not so much matches played in Premiership, but we're going to have one referee all the time. You will know exactly your duty for the whole year. I think you know, so. Uh, and it's it's a kind of like, you know, e- even the the West Ham. You know, a lot of people blame the assistant referee, but the assistant referee went, "I think you should go and check this out at the monitor," hmm. and it's the ref who then made the call. And I think that you know, I was saying on on um, YouTube there and commenting, rugby league, the refs aren't going to get insulted if they make you know they if they make the call. You're not going to have Wigan fans or Saints fans or whatever if you're watching Rugby League. I don't know if you know those teams. But the referees in the Premiership, they know that fans will be on their backs, throwing insults, you know, uh, abusive, turning up on their homes. So I can see the pressure that they're kind of under and they won't stick to their call. They're like, because the, they know that if they change the call, they're not going to get in trouble. It's the VAR decision. Yeah. You know, that's the way it is. So they're using technology to take to get out of, um, to be men, basically, to, to stand up and say, no, I don't think it was a foul. Because, you know, if it was, Chelsea would have been all, Chelsea fans would have been all over him. It was a foul and then they <laughs> shit referee. So, you know, you have, what 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 I've realized is that as a referee, you know, you have, you have both fans ready to rip you apart. You know, if you don't make a decision that will suit them, you know, we saw it against like, you know, with um, Spurs, and Chelsea, you know, Chelsea fans were ripping referee apart. Spurs fans were going, "Wow, what are you talking about?" Um, and this time it's the other way around. So yeah, it's it's not going to be a thing that's going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. Referees will make this, and they will continue to make more errors because they're under more more and more pressure every game now. Yeah, they don't really appreciate the game and, and understand. I think they need a, an ex player in there with them. To, to yep. speak them through. Uh, a couple of comments here, all from Corby Boy. How are you yeah. doing, buddy? Uh, some of the VAR this weekend was shocking. Uh, hardly, uh, I'm assuming, with the, uh, the, the foul on Mendy. Uh, Mendy rolled around like a ponce after spilling the yeah, ball. He did. Uh, myself, as a keeper, it's a disgrace mm-hmm. to see a keeper acting like that. And I was taught as a keeper to try not to push it in front of you. I mean, that that was terrible, wasn't it? He's pushed it in yeah. front. He could have easily yeah, grabbed he, that. So, if he so, was brave, if he was brave, he gathers that, takes the hit. That's fine. We win the game. Nothing done. Uh, and then uh, he goes on to say he did that. So, still on the deck when Vice scored. Uh, yeah. Him, so. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Like, when, uh, when Vice scored the first one. Yeah. So basically, replying to Corey, yes, I used to train as a keeper. And you have to be brave. It was meant to be. The keeper is one of the toughest positions because you put your body in the line. You'll clatter into someone. But like I've said, and this really started since the Peter Check incident. Now, what happened to Peter Check was unfortunate. Hmm. But if you've noticed... You, I mean, if you cast your mind back to Spurs playing Southampton and it was a goal disallowed because it was the slightest touch on Foster, hmm. you know, that should show you the keepers today are protected as if they're made of glass. So what Mendy did, he knew he messed up, but he knew all he had to do was feel a little bit of contact and, and you know, yeah. I mean, react. If you have an ex-player in there. They go. That's not a foul. Look at him. He's bloody play acting. He's looked yes, up. He's saw the ball yep. gone past him, and then he's gone yep. down holding his shoulder. But whereas yep. the referees that probably haven't played the game, certainly not to a high, high level like that, 
Uh, certainly not you know, if they're playing like Sunday League. They haven't been playing with their mm-hmm. ball in the round and, and things like that. So it needs an ex-player, I think. Uh, otherwise, even, even... offside, I don't mind, because even though it's ridiculous, you know, a toenail offside, offside is offside. There's yeah. lines there, it's fact. So it's not up to interpretation, it's fact. So I don't mind that, even though it's, but even... it's a bit ridiculous. Whereas this, is it a foul, isn't it a foul? You're completely right. It's open to interpretation. You've got different yeah. referees doing it, different interpretations doesn't work we might as well not have var because it was open to interpretation before it's open to interpretation now and we exactly spent a load of money on basically the same result it's a bit ridiculous yeah again it's like even even having an next player and i've said it before football has got really sensitive like if you imagine when watching roy Keane play or even gary <laughs> mamet you know if roy Keane played now, he'd be sent off he'd be banned for football simple as that yeah. So basically, football's got sensitive. And it's not just, yes, what Mendy did was pathetic, but it's not just him. Like, no. we know that players, and even Spurs players, we, yeah, we will, got will the fly. He'll go down touch. at the uh, yeah. slight gust of wind. Uh, so Kane's players, done in the past, and Dele yeah, Alli before him, yeah, Gareth Bale. Every, everyone Aldo, does it. Everyone, yeah. yeah. Every fan who goes, oh, your player's dived. Jamie Carragher amuses me so much for having to go at Richarlison when he backs yeah. Salah and doesn't say anything about him when he looks like he's been shot. Yeah, Salah, Salah looks like, yeah. But they they play they play it, like even some files that are given, I'm like, that's that. yes, I don't think that's a file. Like, you know, when it's just meaningless. But you push you push against the player, the player falls over theatrically, the, the referee gives it. And some referee doesn't give it. And that I think that's the confusion. You have some referees who will let the game flow and some who will just... Yeah. Blow every two seconds. Right, so the referee in the Man United Arsenal game yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember his name, but deserves credit for letting that first Man United goal, letting that go on. And yeah, obviously yeah. they've got the advantage. A lot of referees would have blown up for that. They get a free yeah. kick, it's blocked yeah. by the wall, goes over, keeps saves it, whatever. So he well, deserves it was the same credit. With, I can't um, remember his name, though. Yeah, it's the same. Actually, it happened full on because Leno blocked a shot and he faked injury. And then the referee like realized play acting. Then he booked the uh, the Fulham player who was also time wasting. So I think like there has to be more of a reason that who catches on and say right, you're play acting, you know. So um, it, it's it's kind of like I understand the frustration, but the thing is, the season will be a season's long and it will play out. There will be some that goes against, yeah, yeah. and some won't. It's just the way it is, and human error is always going to be there. Yeah, I think so. A couple of comments here. Uh, I'll go mm-hmm. through them again. Yeah. I'm on the screen. Keepers body mind bodies. Keepers bodies mind alone has taken a toll from when I was 15. I blew out my ACL. Was told I'd never play football again. But to see a professional player acting like that, which is what we've been talking about, they all do it. Every single club does it. it, it this is what what kids are thinking. I was brought up in Schmeichel, Seaman, Khan. Yeah, yeah. Demanding. Games change. Games change now. Uh, yeah, and they were solid. It's, it's, uh, and then some of these players nowadays would be good actors. And David Clark from Leicester, how you doing, buddy? Always watches the show, always in the comments. Hey, cool, you? cool. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the actual game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this player was back. I thought he certainly the first half, Benton Kerr, absolutely superb. Uh, I can't remember in that first half him giving the ball away. And every time he got the ball... I'm not going to compare him to Moussa Dembele because he was unbelievable, but very much similar in the sense that he just looked assured, confident, competent, calm when he got the ball, even if Fulham players were around him. And I think that then spread throughout the team, certainly in that first half. Mm-hmm. And we looked a lot 
much, much better in possession. I know Fulham weren't close us down like, you know, like, like a Liverpool mm. would and everything like that. But we've been playing teams recently that haven't as well. And we haven't looked that good on the ball. But he was superb, I thought. And mm. there was all this talk. Uh, uh, Conte said recently, hasn't he, about Basuma. He's not at Benton Kerr's level yet. He's got to learn. Uh, but <laughs> if he doesn't learn quickly, he ain't going to push Benton Kerr out because I thought mm. he was superb. What did you think of him? Yeah, I think, you know, especially the thing is we had uh, Spurs had a game, you know, Spurs fans had a game to kind of compare it with, you know, because he had the West Ham game and the Fulham game. Um, Benton Core is always sure. um, And I think, yes, his passing is great and all that. We all know that. The thing is with Benton Core is that he knows his position. And I think with with Eva Basama and Pierre, they didn't know which one to go forward, which one to say back. So sometimes we're both caught up the field or, and I think with Benton core, he prefers to stay back because he doesn't have the pace and the stamina to go up and down, which allow Pierre to get more forward. So I think that, that that's the biggest uh, difference is that Benton core will go right. You go forward. Yeah, you basically uh, wiped out one of my banners, but we'll. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, 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 that's what I got. Ben Hoiberg, two goals now. Yeah, when Benton Core has been playing. Five games, five games, is it? So just under half, which unheard of from last season. And and so, yeah, I I agree with you. I think he's got a bit more license to go forward when Benton Core plays. In the same way that Moussa Debele didn't really go forward, but he went further forward than Wanyama because Wanyama was there. Yes, yeah. Do your thing. So I think it's very similar to that. Yeah, it is. And um, I think that it's going to... It's gonna come down. I think it's like it brings out the best out of Pierre because, like I said, Pierre, Pierre is not a guy who can think freely. If that makes sense, he needs to yeah. be told what to do. Whereas Benton Corbel will make. He's a, he's a very good football decision maker, mm-hmm. and so he'll know when to recycle the ball. So what happened was, and it's unfortunate because, like I do think that, you know, he actually makes a defense better. I know Spurs mm-hmm. concede, but he offers himself whereas yeah. Pierre will offer himself, but you can see that the defenders don't trust him under, you know, pressure. But with Benton court, it's like, there he is. We trust you because yeah, Benton yeah, court. That's what I got as well. Like, yeah. And Benton he's court, commanding the ball as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Give he, me the ball. Not just, I can keep the ball. Give me the ball. Yeah. And he also, Benton court has a vision in his head, which Pierre doesn't. He knows exactly where he's going to pass it before he gets the ball. Whereas Pierre doesn't. That's why Pierre panics. He gets the ball and then he looks to pass. Whereas uh, Benton Court gets the ball and he, he already knows where he wants to go. You know, if it's back to the keeper, if it's to the side, or, you know, he already knows what he wants to do with it. And I think, um, I actually do think that if Eva Basama does play, I think that he would be really good next to Benton Court because Eva Basama mm-hmm. does have that long stick drive up and he has a long shot on him. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. Then you have Skip to come back, but yeah. it looks like Benton Core has pretty much cemented his place in midfield. Yeah, I like think so. he's the guy you can't drop. Yeah, I, I, a couple of comments from David Clark. Uh, just left a stream where a blogger called Benton Kurt, Benton Kurt a Winks Mark II. Watched him 10 minutes and knew he was class. Uh, in terms of Winks Mark II, what did he mean by that, David? Uh, uh, that he plays <laughs> in the same position or that he thinks that he will have a couple of good seasons and then fall apart and, and like Winks has done. It'd be interesting to know what he meant by that. And then he goes on to say, even a commentator said, Benteke does so many things that go unnoticed. And a yeah. question from Corey Boy here. 
uh, would you guys change to a 3-5-2? Uh, I, I think against Man City, we could play a 0-10. And, and we, I, 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 think, um, I, think, I, uh, I think against Man City, he'll play exactly the same way, Conte, as he did when we beat them 3-2. Exactly the same way. You've just got the added stuff now of your defence really has to be on point for 90 minutes because mm-hmm. Haaland won't spurn the chances that teams mm-hmm. against us this season have. But uh, w- would you change 3-5-2 or carry on the way that we are? We are undefeated after all, like playing without a 3-5-2. Um, well, we have rode our luck a little bit. Well, it's kind of both because the thing is against West Ham, you know, I wasn't able to come on West Ham, you know, after the West Ham stream and stuff, but I was thinking, right, why didn't Conte change to a three-five-two? Make that midfield solid. Bring Skip on a Sayre, take on Retard or take off Kulu, bring on you know Sayre or Skip and Richardson, and three, you know have the three-five-two or do something of that. And I think that's a tactic. It's it's kind of I would play the three-five-two in some games again, or or look to change it up when I feel because the issue that Spurs have had is that the midfield gets overrun, especially when Pierre. And, you know, Pierre's great against Fulham, but when it comes to Man City, they will overrun that midfield. And yeah. Pierre then panics and sits back. But if you have three in the middle, then you don't mind having two midfielders sitting back, knowing that one will get forward. Um, so I, I would I would definitely play that. And having, you know, Kane and Richarlison up front would actually... No, I, I know Sung is Sung, but having Kane and Richarlison up front that creates, you know, Richardson has speed and he can run off the, the, you know, the shoulder of defenders. That's two physical, physical players to deal with. Don't know if he'll do it against City. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I would say maybe he'll play it once Skip is fully up the fitness. Yeah. Because that's the way he can play it. But yeah, why not play both formations? You know, and also kind of mess the team, mess the, you know, if Man City or Marcel's looking, it's like, well, that's the formation he's going to play. Shocked them by playing the 3-4-2. Yeah. You know, that would be Man really City, cool as well. Yeah, I think Man City will go absolutely light for light like he did last season. Uh, yeah, David Clark goes on to say about Benton Cove and the uh, other uh, the streamer. He meant he was just ordinary. He said he was nothing special. Completely disagree with that. I think uh, showed against Fulham what we were missing. His name was Alex, calls himself Box Office. Not sure who that is. Not heard him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, Corby says, been saying 3-5-2 for some time now. But yeah, mm-hmm. be quite interesting... Uh, what he does, what he does. Uh, mm. Yeah, one more comment coming in. Bobby K, how you doing, buddy? Uh, yep. Always watches the show. And yeah, happy birthday, Tottenham. I can't remember how many years it is now. It's 1882, wasn't it? So 140. Okay. 140. Fair enough, fair enough. All, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get on to some other good stuff, oh dear, more defensive lapses. Uh, mm-hmm. Romero this time. Uh, it's a nothing boy. More. He, 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 he's he's essentially got Mitrovic where he wants him. That was a very, very weak challenge, wasn't it? You, 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 you consider uh, uh, Romero as a, a really tough tackling guy and everything like that, and he's dangled a foot. Uh, you said off air, uh, <laughs> if it was uh, 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 Dyer or uh, uh, Sanchez, Twitter would be going mad because it's Romero, which is only first offence, leave him alone. I know Tommy said that uh, he wasn't happy with Dyer standing there and, and uh, telling him to shoot, and then he obviously scored. He's done it a few times before. I can understand where he's coming from. Uh, you know, a bit of engagement wouldn't go amiss, but you don't expect him to score from there. But what I would say against Man City, if Haaland's in that exact position, <laughs> you close Haaland down because Haaland will score from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, but 
if Romero had tackled properly or held him up, we wouldn't even be talking about Dyer standing there because the danger would have gone. Uh, but the, it's not that they're bad defenders, I don't think. I, I mean, Sanchez has his uh, critics, and I think it, I think it's all a concentration issue. And I think we re- really, really... Str- I mean, Sanchez, Dyer, uh, Davies, are there better defenders out there? Of course they are. Of course they are. Are there worse defenders out there? Yes, one of them, the captain, has just been dropped by Man United. I, I know who which ones I'd rather have. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about Lenglet in a bit. It was his full debut. I thought he did quite well. But in terms of the defensive lapses, I think it's just a concentration issue. And this is Mitrovic, who's bang on form. One lapse concentration, a goal. Haaland, who's, <laughs> I mean, bang on form, doesn't even cover it. You can't, and Champions League as well, you can't afford to have those lapses of concentration. And it's not something new. It's been happening for ever since Conte's term here, which coming up a year, I think. Uh, what do you put it down to? Uh, do you think they thought, oh, the game's won here, we're playing well? Uh, no, I don't, it's, not, it's individual errors. It's not, it's not all the defenders. So the, 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 the player accountable was Romero. He was, and the tackle he made. Now, Romero has a lot of fans. We all know it. Um, he's a superb first. defender, and and it's he worth is, noting out as well that Van Dyke's a superb defender, and he's making mistakes. They do make them, but yeah, it's it's yeah. the thing is the the issue with Romero is that how you doing, buddy? Spurs? Yeah, a lot of Spurs fans really like him because they say he's full of shit house, really high tackles. But Romero's issue is that he got booked. He gets books in early in games. If Romero hadn't been booked, he would have went in with an aggressive tackle. Because he wouldn't have had to fear about getting booked or getting sent off. So the the, ish, the 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 mistake that Romero did actually happened in the first half when he got booked. I think Fulham was going to go on a break, and it wasn't. If it was any other player, I think they would have got a warning. But because of Romero and what he did with Chelsea, you know, with the hair pulling and all that, <laughs> referees are now looking at him. You know, yes, Spurs fans, <laughs> the young ones are saying, and the older ones are saying, "Oh, he's great, shithousery and all." But that gives you attention. And I, you know, Romero, like I said, if that wasn't Romero, he would have got a warning. You know, warning, do it again, you'll get a yellow card. But the ref saw it was him and go, I'm cutting this out now because I know what this guy's like, yellow card, which meant that he was in a tightrope. And even the commentator said it, you'd want to attack Romero more and more because he's bound to go for you. And he goes for you, player, Spurs are a player down. Against Man City, you know, we're talking about <laughs> Haaland. <clears throat> If Romero gets booked, you know Pep will say, Haaland, stand on him. Yeah, Ma- yeah. Just do whatever you can because Romero will do something. Next well, thing you know, it'll be a physical battle as well. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think people realise how big and, and strong Haaland is. Oh, he is. Like, I it think... will be a physical, physical battle. Yeah. yeah, and I think like it wouldn't... This might shock a lot of Spurs fans, but it wouldn't surprise me if Sanchez plays instead of Romero against Man City. It wouldn't surprise me. Like, yes, I know there's a lot of people here saying Sanchez is whatever, but Sanchez is not going to give a yellow card away. He's not going to do something full. He he will, you know, it's his passing and everything, but he's a defender. He's not a midfielder. He's not meant to be amazing passing. But Sanchez has shown maturity. And I know that, you know, if you're listening to the stream, you're thinking what I'm, you know, if you look at, if you look at, you know, if you look at the record, you will just think that who, who would you rather play an aggressive Romero who you know Holland is going to look for anything, or Sanchez, who's not aggressive, who will stand on his feet and won't give, you know, a needless yellow card away. And 
think it's it just... worth pointing out as well. Romero was one booking away from a, a suspension last season for four games. Didn't get yep. one booking at all. So he can do it. He can do he it. He can do it, yeah. But, but if he does play, even though he has done it, you know Pep will be saying, go in hard on him, get yep. him booked early doors. Get him booked. Get, him, get, him... get involved up, show him he's in for a yep. game because then he's likely to go and kick. Certainly if you get the best kick. of him first first off, he's likely Frustration, to... yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and, and yeah, I mean, but in terms of the booking against Fulham and then the challenge... You can still make a better challenge than that, even with a booking. Yeah, you can. Feet. It's making go round you. Mitrovic just dropped a shoulder, and then Romero's dangled a leg, and then got his half yard. But exactly, I think that. you've got to be better than that. It, true, and it was the same thing with the West Ham. You know, I think you know people are blaming Dyer. Why didn't he go in? Again, it's 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 the rules. It's basically what we have to look at is that defenders in the, in today's league. It's really difficult because, again, they know if they touch a player and that player falls over, it's a penalty. Yeah. You know, so you kind of – and it's a, if Romero had stuck his leg out, went in aggressive, and uh, the Fulham guy, I can't say his name, fell over and exaggerated, the referee would have been put in a decision, gone to the VAR, gave a penalty, second yellow card, he's off. So yeah. that's the mindset, and that's why you see a lot even, – even Van Dijk, he's not going to engage strikers anymore because – he knows if he does, strikers will do something, throw themselves on the ground or fall over. VR will look at it. It looks a lot worse when it's slowed down and they'll get a penalty. So I do that kind of understand the them, didn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just think you've got to be better than that. You've got to stand up. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But you, I do agree that Dai would have got absolutely pelters for it. <laughs> yes, it, it's... it's I, I, I do agree that, uh, you know... Engage a little bit more, you know. Yes. You, you can stand there with your hands behind your back to, to make sure you don't give a penalty away, but he was a couple of yards away, but it happened so quickly. I, I don't blame Dyer for it at all. No, no. But he could have engaged a bit a bit quicker. He, he could say. have. We're talking it, about... what if, if I'm being a little bit picky, but for me, it was Romero's fault, and, and he's got to be stronger than that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like we can easily point the finger... Um, but we're not in that situation. And that's what I always look at. It's like, right, if it happened so quick, it wasn't like, you know, Malkovich or whatever his name is, run towards Dyer. You know, it wasn't like, it was kind of like he skipped past Romero, looked at Dyer, and yes, Dyer should have closed him down, but it was a good shot. And sometimes we just have to give the forward. Because if Kane had scored that, we would be <laughs> thinking, oh, the fun yeah, defender yeah. should have closed him down. Sometimes we just got to say, Malkovich tried it, crawled it around the race, and it was a good goal, you know, and... Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it's a t it's funny because when Spurs concede goals, it's always look at an individual. But again, it's like some cases individual, yes. But like, I don't think you, you can't look at Dyer and say it was his fault. You know, it, it's happened so quickly. Because um, I think people are criticizing Dyer against Antonia, you know, West Ham. I'm like, what was he meant to do? Why not look at Pierre or Eva, you know, who weren't tracking the players coming to the box? So I think that was yeah. just a dreadful goal. All round, and you, you yeah. can point the finger at a few players there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, D David Clark here. Uh, Basuma, talk about the yellow cards. Like Basuma, talk about West yeah. Ham game here. Stupid early booking became sterile, yeah. which seriously held back his performance. Also, yeah. goes on to say, an ex-Arsenal pro pointed out how under Conte has made Spurs a bigger unit. Two players at 5'11", and the rest over six foot. Didn't realise yeah. that at all. Uh, yeah. Corey goes, 5'11", isn't sure. I'm 6'6". Six, six. Get in the get in the box for corners and head them away, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, David Clark goes. Look at this 
level. Dyer uh, should have aided Romero before he's been. It's just basic defending. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I can understand why people are having a go at Dyer, but for me, Again, it's, it's, not it's, so, it's not Dyer's fault. Yeah. But 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 if it was the other way around, people wouldn't have been having to go at Romero at all. No, they, no, exactly. Been, You're absolutely been, right. Yeah, they'd, they'd have been having to go at Dyer for the weak challenge. Yes. What was Romero yep. supposed yep. to do? But but yep. you're allowed to have a go at the good players and Contes and Canes and Sons and all that. It doesn't make you any less of a Spurs fan. Yeah, to do that. Yeah. But yeah, for me, Dyer could have done a bit better, engaging him a bit closer. But for me, it was Romero's fault. But uh, one player who did have a good game, I think, again. Richarlison, I thought he was absolutely superb. I said part of the um, reason, certainly in the first half, we looked so good was Benton Kerr, but Richarlison making runs past defenders, uh, past defenders, uh, uh, running running past the defenders, stretches them. So the the amount of times it was like Son or Kane got the ball on like the halfway mm-hmm. line for just a simple pass from Benton Kerr, one of the defenders, turned round and there was a, a chasm of space. I think it's in part down to the, 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 the quick tempo and the Charleston stretching them by running forward. And, and obviously when he's not doing it, Sun's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- and that volley that hit the post, that the, the technique on that was mm-hmm. unbelievable, deserved a goal. Unfortunately, if, it, if he was half a foot further out, it would have curled slightly more and gone in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously the goal was unfortunate, but offside. But he's getting in the position. Like when mm-hmm. when when it breaks like that, he was storming into that position to get that tap in. Uh, I think uh, Emerson was there as well, but Charles mm-hmm. made sure he got it. So I mean, it, it's a real, real good problem for Conte to have now. You've got Charleston playing well, Kulisevsky playing well, Kane playing well, Son is Son and world class, so he will play well. So you've got four players there, and you can rotate them and anger the other one, going, "I'll show you." And mm-hmm. yeah, Richarlison, I think, has, has what you want when you've got competition for places. You don't want people to settle for I'll be on the bench and come on for half hour. You want them to put mm-hmm. in a performance and say to mm-hmm. the manager, now start me. And I think Richarlison has done that. It's just disappointing that he didn't get his goal. That's the mm-hmm. only blot on his performance there. But he was superb and he's made an impact in every game he's played, whether it's a sub or starting. But mm-hmm. what would you make of him uh, against Fulham and, um, and his early Spurs career so far? Yeah, it's it's he's shown he's shown like his level. I I was frequently you know, I because I, obviously when he played at Everton, I wasn't really watching Richardson until you know Everton played Spurs. Um, but like yeah, he's got the pace. And what I do think though is that he would be better if he played next to someone like a Song or a Kane instead of having three. The reason why is because yes, he was brilliant, and he, he's come on, he's brilliant. Though I feel that he's not suited to playing left or right. He's not a, you know, a Kulavesker song. And what was really interesting was what, you know, the the rotation during the game was really good. And I think that's going to develop because sometimes Kane went to the left or the right, Richardson went middle. Sometimes Son went to the middle, you know, so they kept the swapping about. I do think that the one thing that kind of let Richardson down was his passing. Um, I think if Cooley had had those passing ability, it would have been good. But yeah. what it he did, what it he did does, set up Hoiberg's goal as well. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was more kind of three balls, you know, those kind of three balls and thing. But I'm not criticizing him. It's just like I think what it shows was that if Richarlison starts, more than likely Kane's going to be brought off later on. Mm. And I do think that it does put the view that Richarlison can even start ahead of Kane if Kane needs a rest. I think Richarlison would be a faster version of Kane. 
Um, and that means that like Spurs can play balls over the top. So if you have Richarlison and Son, you know, Fulham, he had two players with pace. But you're right, like he has settled in well, he's hit the ground running, and it's really good to see. And Spurs now have four players that they can bring on that can rotate the game and change the game and big impact players. Because when Kulu came on, he slotted in straight away. Yeah. Um, and I think that once, you know, Song gets his goal, because yes, we want Richardson, you know, Spurs want Richardson to get a goal. <laughs> but once Song gets a goal, you're going to have a flood. You know, yeah. I think as soon as Song gets, it's going to be more and more, and Richardson's the same. And it's exactly what, you know, Conte said that he wanted uh, Spurs to have. He wanted a player that he can bring on. You know, it wasn't a Mora, it was a Richardson who's actually going to make a big impact. Because I, I think Richardson made a big impact when he came on against Chelsea. You know, he made a big impact when he came against West Ham. And he's got the power and pace and the trickery. So I think, like, yeah, he's he's good good money spent on it. Like, I think, looking now, because I was a bit, should Spurs have played that? But now looking yeah. at it, yeah, that was a steal. That yeah. that That's a steal, you know. Premiership ready as well. There's no willing yeah. to adjust the premiership life. Already yeah. been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. A couple of... Couple of comments uh, about Richardson because he does deserve mm-hmm. a mention. Simply Ace, how you doing, buddy? Uh, he can show a quality in the final third. Works hard and knows the dark arts. A perfect Conte player, uh, David Clark. Uh, he's a great asset of defending set pieces, which yeah, yeah he, uh, agrees with. Uh, yeah, and Claude Murphy, how you doing, buddy? Son was on that run. Was on that run. It reminded me of Burnley before yeah. he was hacked down. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, uh, one from David uh, Clark. Something different here. I've heard a lot of praise for different players. I'm picking out Loris. When he makes errors, we are quick to say, but he deserves praise for saving. He did make a couple of wonderful saves and he bounced back after the horror show he had uh, against West Ham, mm-hmm. although we still didn't lose. And then Corby yeah. Boy. Uh, we looked so good at the back with Clem on the left, Romero on the right. So let's talk about Lenglet. Uh First mm-hmm. game. Uh, I think the best praise you can give a defender sometimes is I didn't really notice he was playing, which... yeah. Yeah, uh, it's fairly good praise, but obviously we didn't have a huge amount of defending to do. But I think he was good on the good on the ball. Seemed to slot yeah. in quite well. Uh, another good. Um, obviously, Fulham didn't put us under a huge amount of pressure. He plays against mm-hmm. Man City. We'll be judging this performance <laughs> a lot more, and we will notice him in that one. But uh, he goes. I, I can't really fault him for anything. And, and, and nope. again, another bit of strength there in depth. Uh, yeah, what, what did you think of him there? And, and well, when he when he came in, a lot of Spurs fans went against it, and I was like, right, you clearly haven't looked at this player because he's tall, he's calm, he's composed, and looking at that defense, it was kind of like, right, that's a big defensive unit, and it was really calming because yes, Davis Davies has improved, but I think Davies still he's all kind of he he relies on his pace. So basically, if David gets caught out of position, he'll sprint back knowing he has the pace to get back, like a Kyle Walker. Hmm. Uh, but with, with Langley, because he hasn't got a pace, he has to be very present of where he is in the pits and what passes he makes. And he does make really good passes, you know. And he, when he, like, he just settle in. If you just watch yeah. Spurs, exactly you'll be like, he's going to. Boy says, clinical with yeah. his passing, good on the ball. Yeah. He was really passing and he kept calm and he didn't, he was never out of position. There was no one getting behind him. Because there, there's a defender who was mature and he understood and be aware of where players were and instantly. And when you're that calm and when you're that – he's a good defender, Dyer doesn't have to worry because he knows – you know, Langley knows his position and we and Langley can play in the centre. 
He can play where Dara plays as well, which he's in a play. He did that for Barcelona and his passing range in the middle next to PK. It was outstanding. Like, so therefore it adds a new dimension because, you know, we all talked about Alderweireld and how he used to be able to pass the ball. That's what Langley can do. He can pass the ball over the top for song. And as he learns a game, you know, learns the players and when they make runs, which he will do. Um, and what he does show is that he has a very high football intelligence. And that's what Conte wants. Conte, if you look at the players Conte's brought in or Spurs have brought in, they all have high football, you know, Peretic, high football intelligence. Um, uh, uh, Richardson, football intelligence as well. So, yeah, it's going to be, he, I think it was really good. And I think he shot a lot of Spurs fans up who said, mm. oh, it was a waste. Why we bought him? Yeah, look, he wasn't exposed. Even against City, I think this whole illusion, I, I, I've said it before, you know, even a non-City fan gets a hard-on for City. They're not <laughs> as good. You know, and yeah. if you well, look Aston City, Villa should have beaten them, shouldn't they? After, exactly. No one's talking about that. A, a struggling <laughs> Aston Villa who were 1-0 down. Yeah, and they, they drew. No one's talking about that. Yes, they bought in Haaland, right? And was... within their heads as well, not Haaland. Exactly. Within their heads, they haven't beaten us since uh, the whole we're a Harry Kane team. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, Haaland, it could be Sod's Law now. I've said that we get tonked, but uh, no, no, we I, definitely have. It, uh, it's last something to give us confidence. If 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 Haaland, I've, I said this like in the last stream. What a lot of people are praising Haaland. He's a beast, and we are, yes, he's a great player. But if he gets injured, City are right back to where they were last season. Mm. Haaland will not be able to play. Like you know, Harry Kane went uninjured last season. Haaland's not going to be able to do that. He's going to get pick up an injury. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. City will be back. back. So you got to look at, yes, City have strengthened the attacking a place they had to, but when it comes to that midfield and the defence, they still have issues. They can still be exposed at the back because they play the high line. So therefore, this game in the weekend, now I'm not saying Spurs will win. You know, maybe City will get the, you know, get the, the win. But it's no surprise that Spurs beat City because they know Sit back, let City come on to you, deal with Haaland, stop Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden, play them over the top. They will be exposed. That, that And that's what Spurs have done. So, yes, I know commentators rave about City and everything else, but that's what Conte and, in a way, the Spurs players have done. They're not afraid of City, so they will yeah. play their game. They want us to come to the pressure. And... You know, City has conceded goals. I've watched the matches. You know, West Ham, yes, Haaland scored, but it took them a while. If West Ham had the attacking threat that Spurs do. So you know City players will be thinking, right, oh, we've got Song. Oh, we've got Cooley. We've got Kane. Who's going to watch Kane? He's going to drop deep. He might even play Peretic. You know, who's going to be more stable? So Spurs are not going to be going to the City going thinking, we're, we're, you know, we're afraid of Haaland. They'll be relishing it. Yeah, I mean... It- they are obviously going to be favourite city, but it, of course not, they always are. For me, for me, it's not a foregone conclusion. No, and, no, and, not at all. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm going to do exactly the same pub I went to last year. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe in my superstition a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, but we've kind of already talked about him a little bit. Hoiberg. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he gets a lot of flack as well. Uh, is he the best midfielder in the world? Not, not, not at all. Is he the mm-hmm. worst? Not not by a long stretch, but uh, I've already put this up. But another goal, more license to go forward. We, we've kind mm-hmm. of uh, mentioned. I, I noticed as well. He was he was uh, 
stringing the not stringing the play, switching the play. You know, the fifty-yard cross-field balls over to Sessignon when he was on the right, Emerson when he was on the left, and uh, yeah, I, we've seen some of his passing range before. You know, the all uh, uh, the sixth goal against Man United in that in that famous victory, but. Ever since last season, when he came in, Benton Kerr, him and Hoiberg formed a quite good partnership. It looks to have uh, progressed even more now, like you said earlier, with uh, Benton Kerr sitting back, Hoiberg going forward. Uh, whether it's another one in there or the say whatever uh, against City, like we've said as well. But uh, a word on Hoiberg, he gets a lot of flack. I, I, I don't think it's particularly warranted. He makes mistakes, obviously, but like I say, he's not the best midfielder in the world, but he's no, nowhere near the worst. Yeah, I think my my understanding, like when Spurs fans slack uh, here off, is that he's he against Fulham, he'll get upfield, he'll make the passes, he'll score a goal. Against Marseille, he'll panic and sit back. Against Man City, he'll do, it. and that's the frustration. It's like, right, why can't you do this every game? Why can't you get forward every game? Why can't you make those passes every game? Why is it, you know? And yes. Pressure, that's that's a key. So when, when he's under pressure, he kind of freezes and he gets lost. And you could tell, like, you know, against West Ham, he was under pressure and the players were looking at him going, what are you doing? Why are you not tracking back? Like, for the goal West Ham scored, it was because he wanted to talk to the referee instead of tracking the, the West Ham player back. Um, so I think that having Benton Core next to him, Benton Core, he knows Benton Core is safe. He knows he'll sit back. And Benton Core will say, right, you get forward. Or, you know, he'll notice it's more calming. But when he gets hot, like, in his head, when Pierre gets in his head and gets all panicky, that's that's a frustration. He goes, he wants to be a defender, you know. And that's, what I think it's more kind of frustration because Spurs fans know that he can do it, know he can get forward, know he can score. And I think that he knows that himself, but then he'll just, you know, oh, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. And it's like, what, what are you doing? Get forward, come on, <laughs> you know. And it's like I think he also has to be told. I think when he's with uh, Benton Court, Conte probably tells him, you know, to get forward. But when you know, if Conte says, "Right, I want you to sit sit down in the middle of the pitch," Pierre would do it. He's a robot. He will do as told. Which I think it's another reason why it's frustration. He doesn't take the game by the scruff of the neck when he can be that player. He can, you know, he scored two goals. You know, he scored against mm-hmm. Chelsea, and it was a really good goal. And you're thinking. Why aren't you doing that more? You can do it. You know, we. it's okay if you were taking, like, Benton Core's taking a couple of shots. He's m- skyded. We're not expecting him to shoot. So if he doesn't shoot, it's like, okay, we know why. But Pierre can do it. He can put mm. the passes in, and he chooses not to because he panics. And I think that's the frustration with him. And I think if he can just start playing more like the way he does against Fulham and against a couple other clubs, that, that negative aspect will be worn off. And he will be a force. And I think it would help the team. For Sessignon and Emerson, the wing-backs, it would help them dramatically because having a, a player running late into the box, like a peer, will really work because they have more uh, options to pass, you know, make the crosses in. So, yeah, I think, for me, I think it's born out of frustration more than anything. I think that's why it gets criticised, more frustration. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the full-backs there, the wing-backs. Uh, just to mention on them, I don't have a, a, a graphic, but Sessignon, another assist. Uh, the shot he had as well was an unbelievable save from Leno. Uh, yeah. Fingertip save. Unbelievable. Did everything right, uh, uh, Sessignon, but you just got to hold your hands up at the goalkeeper. And uh, my, my dad went to the game and he said, luckily he's not an here, be getting pelters here, but he said, Emerson is brilliant, isn't he? 
if he <laughs> but if he could cross a ball, he would be something else. Uh, I don't think his crossing this season has been that bad. I think it's a it's a one of these things where people aren't expecting him to cross it, so they don't make the runs. Whereas when you get a Perisic, you saw the header. Mm -hmm. uh, the looping header from Kane. I can't remember who that, that was against. Uh, so, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he expects the ball to come in. So he's going to make that run. Whereas Emerson, mm -hmm. he doesn't. If people, his crossing has got better. It's just obviously mm -hmm. not going to anyone. But the mm -hmm. balls he's putting in for the attackers to attack has got better. It, 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 it's, it's not great by any stretch of the imagination. No. It's not like, he's not David Beckham level here. No, but no. He, he is improving, I think. And he's willing to get forward. So, Conte well, obviously trusts him. The players have now got to trust him, I think. And then he'll end up getting some assists or creating chances. And Sessegnon is looking good. I, to, to, to me, I mean, there was obviously motivation for him against his old club. But to me, it looked, looked like, and I hope it's the case, Perisic is taking my place. I'm going to get my place back. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want with the competition for places. I hope mm -hmm. that's the case. But what did you mm -hmm. make of the pair of them? The, uh, what's an... I was fortunate to uh, to watch like West Ham. The issue, and it's gonna be, it's gonna sound really weird, but the issue for Emerson assessing them is that they're really fast. So by the time they get the ball, other players haven't caught up. And if you, you know, we we're, let's compare it to Trent Alexander and Robinson. Why are they good? Yes, they're great crossers of the ball, but they have Salah and Mane who have pace to get you know up that pitch. If you looked at we when got Son, we got Son who's got pace Son. and then yeah and, and, and the, the but Kane's, Son, goal, Son, Kane's goal was Sessegnon bursting forward. He was in the box. Yes, but uh, he was for it, the offside goal. So I yes, definitely but, think it's an error. No, but but if you, but if you hear me out, I'm not across the ball. It, yeah, you yeah that that could be one way to look at it. But the Sessegnon goal was kind of like it wasn't a cross. You know, it wasn't like counter attack. If when Emerson gets the ball and he's he's looked when it tears out, I'm talking about. When he's running down the pitch, you know, I'm not talking about like when Kane's in the box. Sung gets in the box, but he's never good at heading. He's not going to out jump anyone really. He's he's not known for that. So if you looked at when there was an incident where uh, Emerson got forward, he passed the ball and he passed it behind the players, hoping that a midfield player, but no one was able to keep up. Then there was he goes right, okay, that didn't work. So I'm going to pass the ball in front, but again, people can keep up. So I'm, what I'm saying is, when it's a first time pass. Yes, Kane was in the box, but it took, I think it was, didn't it come off Sassignon first? It wasn't case, it wasn't a first-time ball. It was like it, it, it ricocheted off someone first and then Sassignon crossed it over to Kane. So I think the way it, the way it works is I just felt that Sassignon-Emerson, when they're, especially when Spurs break and they get up that field really quick, mm. players can't keep up. They can't get... Yeah. So they have to slow it down, and which means by the time they slow it down or put a foot in the ball, it means that the um, the opposition has also came back and blocked it out. So I think it's like I think that would be different if, say, you know, Kane had a you know Kane was his young self where he had that pace to drive into the box, or even you know um, you know he had Song and, and Richarlison who are both fast. I think once that develops in the reading of the game and getting Boston got to get forward, I think you'll see a big, big difference. But I, like I said, I think it, it is kind of like even when Sassignon, I think it was against Leeds when Dorothy scored, Dorothy was fast. So he was able to hit the box and get forward really quickly. Um, so, yeah, that will be, I think it's just the one issue. Now, I'm not saying Emerson is an amazing crosser of the ball. He's not. 
but he's not actually putting really bad crosses in. It's not no, like I don't think so. Game. There was one game I can't remember who it was against now, but I mm. thought that the cross was crying out for someone to just yeah. If Kane was in there running onto it, it's a bullet header, and yeah. I think you're probably right. It's probably a combination of, of, of the pace as well. But I think if the players get used to the said right Emerson uh, session on yeah. going forward. They're going to go past their man, whip across in. I better get mm -hmm. myself in the box live. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That, if they can get into that mindset, I think, yeah, yeah. You, you'll end up seeing assists from Emerson because I don't think he's a bad defender. I think, no, no, he's good I defender. Think, against the good teams like City last year, he obviously had Kulisevsky, which has massively helped him because Kulisevsky is superb at helping him out. But he was only asked Emerson to defend in that game. So in terms of the concentration, you're only concentrating on one job, really. And he, he was superb against Man City in that 3-2. And then there were other games, the Southampton game that we lost at home. Go forward, then defend. Go forward, then defend. Where it's... it's uh, fatigue. Uh, fatigue. Yeah, it was yeah. fatigue, yeah. And then his concentration goes. Whereas this season, I don't think he's been that bad. And like no. you say, some of his crosses have been good. There's just no one in there. Which you can argue, yeah, well, there's no one in there. It's a terrible cross. What are you doing? But... If you're, a wide player, you're told, if you're a wide player, you're told to whip a cross in mm -hmm. and it's the strikers and the other players' job to get on the end of them. Uh, it's just, his crossing's been and, so bad. And certainly against Southampton, every time he went forward, he checks back, goes backwards. So I think it's an element of where he's not going to put a cross in. But if he can start putting the crosses in, bombing forward, putting the crosses in, it won't be long until the players go, OK, we're just going to put a cross in here. Let's get in the box. Well, the, the issue as well, because like Kane is obviously the best jumper and header of the ball. It's usually Kane who sets things going. And mm. so basically when Kane plays that pass to him and he's running full pelt, Kane is kind of haven't got the pace to then catch up. So if Emerson, whip, or if, uh, Emerson whips the ball in, it's kind of like two players in the box. Now, again, if you hit five, ten crosses or even five crosses, you are not going to get all five accurate and pinpoint onto no, someone's head. No. But, like, he's still getting forward. And I also think that's why, you know, Richarlison played where he played, because they're both Brazilian, and he got back to help Emerson out. Um, whereas if you look at Song, he he doesn't really, he's not really a solid kind of defender when he comes back. So I think that's actually helped Emerson as well. The fact that Kulu and Richardson will both drop yeah. back and help him out, really help I him out. It gives him confidence there. If I go forward and ball yeah. something up, there's someone there to help out. Where yeah, before. help out. Yeah. yeah. David Clark here says uh, Emerson isn't a wing back. He was brought to play at a back four under Nuno. I think yeah. he wasn't a wing back. I think Conte is transforming him into one and coaching him yep. into one. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense why he's playing there because Doherty is a, and Spence are wing back. So, I yeah. think I think you're right. He, he wasn't a wing back when he was brought in. No, you are. I yeah. think Conte's transformed him into one now, and Con he obviously trusts him. Otherwise, why is he playing every game with Doherty and Spencer there? Con Conte, yes, during the whole season and even now, Emerson gets the bad call. It's it's funny though because it seems Spurs fans will say if Conte wants him, Spurs get him or keep him. Are the ones who will say Emerson's rubbish? You know why is he playing? And I like all during this transfer window is like Emerson, Emerson, fair play. He kept the set down, didn't bite, kept on training, and he's still at the club and he's showing. He's silently showing the fans now. And fans are finding it more his his disliking, his dislike our fans are finding it more and more difficult. You know, he had another he's had five great games. He he's you know, he against West Ham. He's back defending. He's slowing down. Because what I always said as well last season, that if Emerson can just learn to compose himself, he'd be a really good player. It's when he rushes and gets panicky. 
and he's doing that. He's more calm. He's more reassured. Even when he's like playing balls on the line, it's actually coming through. And yeah, I think Conte, you know, because we we're talking about playing Lucas Moore at wing back. You know, that's how bad I'm like, right. So Conte can train Lucas Moore. He's an attacker to play wing back, but he can't train the defender. He's, he's done that. You know, Emerson has the pace. He has this. And I think Conte even said, if Emerson wants to be, he has the potential to be one of the, a really good wing back. He has everything. Yeah. PS strength yeah. and he can cross. And we're yeah. seeing that. We're seeing that now. So, yeah, like, it's actually cool that Conte's playing him. And just like Dor- Dor- you know, Dorothy came to the club, people hated him. All of a sudden, three good games, fans were wanted to have a statue built. He was, he was a new Maradona. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's the same with Emerson. And that's why, like, when fans were slobbering about Emerson, I'm like, Emerson must know. All I need to do is keep my mouth shut, don't bite, play my game, and eventually fans will say they need a statue built for me. That's, that's the same fans who dislike players are the same fans who will turn coat and say they're amazing. Yeah, I think he's definitely a Conte style of, of fullback. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to call it, because he will go yep. forward. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I think he definitely looks happier as well. There was a video yep. that went out after the game with him and Richarlison dancing and singing yep. or whatever. So he definitely looks a lot, lot happier. Uh, but yeah, Dave yeah. Clark here before we move on. Uh, Raw's best quality apart from defending is the kid always a smile on his face in training on match day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably not far off there. And he also yeah. goes on to say, changing, I love Santa Bits, but out of possession, he's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so uh, Dave, David has segued us nicely. Son's form. Mm-hmm. Are you worried for me? He loves a goal against Man City. That's our next league game. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Son is no. too good. A, a, in terms of quality going forward, he's too good for him to just end the season with like five goals or something like that. So once one goes in, the, the, the floodgates will open, I think, and then he'll get her. And, and just very quickly on uh, Emerson, Simply A says, Emerson going forward offers very little. His crossing is still redundant. If you have to rely on Kulu and Richardson for creativity on the right-hand side, what I will give, give Emerson, Emerson is that he works hard. I think mm-hmm. the crossing will come. There, there have been some crosses that have been good. People not in the box. When people understand that he is going to cross the ball, they'll get in the box. But yeah, yeah. on Sun, worried about his form. Out of possession, like David says, shocking. Uh, he does track back. He just doesn't track back sometimes in the right areas like Kulu has done. Kulu seems to have an understanding of what the wing back needs, which probably makes sense when you consider that Conte was saying that he could play as a wing back. Uh, if he can play as a wing back, he'll know exactly what he wants the person in front of him to do. Uh, which is probably why he does it. But, uh, yeah, Sun's form and out of possession. Um, first first answer. Um, Song's not scoring, but what he does off the ball is actually really important because even if he's not scoring, there's not a single defender he'll go, Song's hasn't scored in three games. You know what? Let's take yeah, her out of him. Make no mistake about it. Pep won't he be going, oh, just leave no, him exactly. what he wants. Uh, yeah. He'll be saying, you... you, you don't let he, him kick, kick his season I mean, off against he's, you. He was, he was unlucky. You know, he hit the post against West Ham. It was a couple of good saves. So it's not like he is not turning up for games. He's still – it's just – and personally, I think that I would – as a Spurs fan, I would rather have Song be this way now than him banging the goals in and then midseason he stops. Yeah. Because Kane's getting goals, you know, um, he's kind of stepped up, which which is what we wanted. We wanted to go right, you know, as Spurs fans, what Spurs fans all wanted was like, right, if Song's not scoring, then Kane can score. If Kane's not scoring, Kulik can score or Richardson can score. 
that's what we're gonna that's what Spurs fans are gonna get. And I think that when I think when Song scores, it will be just game after game after game. He'll score. And it will just be like nothing. And you'll have that will be the real fear. Because Kane is scoring now, you know, and Song. So then you'll have, you know, Cooley will start Cooley scored a couple of goals already, Richarlison. So now you have four players who are all going to be scoring goals and sharing that 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 load. So it's going to be very difficult for opposing teams to plan for that front three. It's like, who do we plan for? Who do we stop? You know, and that's why I mentioned it earlier, if Pierre can then add some goals, it becomes even more kind of like, right, we've got to watch Pierre or we've got to watch a goal-scoring midfielder. So I'm not worried about Song. As for out of position, what I was referring to was that He's not going to be aggressive when it comes to trying to tackle or take the ball. Yes, he doesn't track back as much. He does track back, but he's not going to engage. And I think the reason why is because when Spurs, if Spurs get a break, Song is the one player who can go from penalty area to the other penalty area in a space of what? Yeah, he's our quickest player. Certainly that forward line by quite a margin. So, like, when, when he saw Spurs, when Fulham attacked and it broke down, you saw Song are instantly making a run up front and Harry Kane's going to look for him. And I think that's a ploy. I think that's more of a ploy not to engage fully in a player and, you know, just pressure them. If Spurs win the ball back, he's on his bike. And, uh, you know, that will work. So, yes, out of position, he's not the best. But, again, he's he's not a, he's not a defender. He's on the field. He's a striker. You know, you don't. I don't expect Son to come back and make tackles or to steal the ball. I don't expect that, you know. Um, uh, so, I, I think... Song's form is not bad. It's just he's a striker or, yeah, he's a winger or whatever. I think we expect him to score a lot of goals, but then again, he's still playing good. It's not like he's head drop, he's not caring or whatever. He's still getting forward. He's still taking his chance. He's still having those chances. And as soon as they start going in, yeah, they'll be forgotten about it. Yeah, I mean, David Clark raises a good point here. Still convinced that the preseason tour training had a huge impact on him. He's gradually recovering from that, which could be the case. I mean, it's something they've certainly not been used to for a couple of years. But I think I'm not worried about it at all. It wasn't that long ago when uh, Harry Kane didn't score for the first five, six games because they were in August. And then he ended up getting golden boots or there or thereabouts. So I'm not worried at all. And he's still contributing, you know. Yes, yeah. Barring the post and Richarlison uh, slightly too close. He gets an assist. Uh, yeah. Kane, Kane doesn't go for that. Well, if Kane doesn't go for that header, then the goalkeeper... It's a goal. Yeah, it, but, it's a goal. But it was a brilliant cross. If, if one of them, mm. if Kane's onside, it's mm. it's undefendable. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the keeper can't move if Kane is onside and heads the ball or goes to head the ball, yeah. and it's a goal. And he's making the run. Uh, Kane's goal came from his run. Uh, and then the, yes, the, yeah. They to on, but he's making that run. The one off yeah. the post... Uh, he's making the runs. He's making the runs. So th- th- every single striker in the world has had a goal drought. Even the great Alan Shearer had a goal drought, yeah. uh, considering being dropped for uh, Euro 96 and then ended up mm-hmm. getting golden boot and then rest is history. Uh, yeah. West Ham, there was one bit in the second half where he's gone down the left. He's got the ball, t- uh, 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 squared the defender up, gone inside, curled the ball around. It took a deflection. But that's the confident son. Early in yeah. the season, he was going backwards. He was, he yeah. was passing it back to Sessignon, Perisic, or whoever. So it's only a matter of time. And and of course, yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised if he scores against City because you know City will attack us and pour people mm-hmm. forward, and that mm-hmm. leaves gaps, which is how we we cope with them in the Champions League away from yeah, home yeah. and last season. So there'll be space for him. And uh, yeah, David Clark says I wouldn't bench him 
Uh, I just don't see him as an impact player. Certain teams, he would be an impact player when they're tired and he can run at them. But yeah, City, I'd be starting him all day long in that game. <laughs> all day long. Uh, and yeah, uh, Simply Ace, his passing and crossing, son here, has improved a lot over the last year. He'll come good. It's not the only dip in form he has had in his Spurs career. Absolutely. And he didn't score that many at the start of last season and then got the golden boot as well. So, Well, he had a dip as well he, in the mid-season, yeah, remember? Yeah. Mm. If he wasn't making if he wasn't making runs, wasn't getting chances, then I would be worried. Yeah. Because the sign of a, 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 a if a striker's not making the runs and not getting the chances, it means his confidence is low and not making the runs because he's worried yes. about missing them. Yeah. It, it, all strikers say that. I've seen Owen, uh, Wright, Shearer, yeah. even Kane say that. If you're not if you're not getting the chances, that's the time to worry. So. Yeah. It, it needs one chance, and then, like you say, the floodgates will open. Yeah, it'll be. It'll either be two ways. It'll be a scruffy tap in, or it'll be a wonder goal. Yeah, and, and, it yeah, could, and it's not even against Man City. He could you know if he starts against Marseille? I think Marseille he'll definitely start because he might Conte might go right. This is your this is your chance to score a goal. So yeah, I think yeah. against Marseille because um, we keep forgetting that we're Spurs are in Champions League. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it. No, I'm just saying like it, it's it's kind of like. Like I said, yeah. I would rather everyone's Son... looking to Man City, aren't they? And then forgetting. Yeah, I, I would. I would like. I would rather Song be this way now than him scoring loads of goals and then having a massive dip mid-season, especially yeah. after the World Cup. I think the World Cup is going to play a huge part. I think yeah, yeah. it's going to affect a lot of teams. But yeah, that's for another another yeah. time. I mean, simply A says it here. Son was ten goals behind Salah, caught him up, and Salah yeah. takes penalties as well. Son, yeah, Salah uh, even um, scored this season. He scored yeah, one, he's hasn't he? Yeah, one or two. One or two. Yeah. One or two. That's it. Yeah, but yeah. he's not lighting up the Premiership. No, one person who is. It's taken a little while, an hour and six minutes, but we do have to talk about Harry Kane. It wouldn't be a special oh, podcast yeah. if it wasn't about Harry Kane mm -hmm. scoring again. Uh, I mean, what else could you? What I would say about Kane is, I think he's probably still very confused, thinking that football games are ninety minutes, not seventy-six. When he got taken off, I know. Off. I was surprised. Like, that hasn't happened for about seventeen yeah. years. But isn't that a brilliant thing this season? Yes. That we yes. can now rest. Harry Kane, when the game is well, it wasn't done. Obviously, he finished two-one. But we'll was, yeah, yeah. But, but isn't it a wonderful thing that we've got two games in a week? And we can rest Harry Kane. And then if it isn't Harry Kane, it'll be Son and then Kulu and then Richarlison and whatever. But isn't it wonderful that he did come off? Yeah. Um, when 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 a song, you know, came off, I was like, well, is there a mistake? Like, <laughs> Harry Kane coming off? What? <laughs> Where am, he I did? 10, am I but, 15 minutes behind? Yeah, yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> but the thing is, one thing is about Harry Kane. And if you can recall when Gareth Bale was signed, the world, you know, because Gareth Bale was still kind of the world class category, and everyone says, "What's this going to do for Harry Kane?" Harry Kane stepped up. It was his best season for a long time. Got assist and Golden Boot winner. Hmm. When Spurs bought Richarlison, I said, you know, I was thinking, "Watch what Harry Kane does." When when a good player like Richarlison or Gareth Bale or any other player came in, Harry Kane, you can go and buy, say, a top five striker. Hmm. Harry Kane will step up and make sure that he's better than him. Yeah. That's what he'll do. That's, that's what, what he's want. doing. And that's where competition that's what exactly, yeah. is, is, there is, is, is key. Conte, Conte has pretty much said, in, in, a, in, a, in the nicest kind of humblest way, there is no competition. And I've always, I, I will say it, there is no competition for Harry Kane. Harry Kane doesn't allow competition. He it, it doesn't slack. It just motivates him even more. And, yeah. like, 
it's not just it's not just his goal scoring. His passing is ridiculous. Mm. Like I mean, no David, matter what, yeah. I mean, I mean David Clark just, here, the, the pass to Son who hit the bar, unbelievable. It's just ridiculous. It's just, and I think that him dropping back a lot and, and Richardson. One thing I like about Richardson is that he's quickly picked up when Harry Kane drops deep. Make that running behind. That's going to click even more. But he, to, to, uh, Harry Kane is just like I made a tweet. As a Spurs fan, I am blessed to see that Spurs managed to keep a world class striker like Harry Kane, yeah. not sell him, and probably finish his career at Spurs. Yeah, you know, I mean, if Spurs was to win a trophy. Yeah. We, yeah. If, if that happens, we have to win a trophy. For us, yeah, we have to. I think it's going to be the case. Yeah. And Love East deserves one as well. There's a son as well. But yeah, I mean, it's just he's going to be fresh now for Marseille, which last season he wouldn't have been. But the, the only worry that I've got and fear that I've got is that World Cup because I'm convinced that some big player somewhere is going to get a big injury. And like you said earlier, the World Cup is going to have a massive effect this season. I just really hope it's not on our players. Harlan yeah. will be fine. They're not playing, so he gets a month <laughs> off. Uh, but you know, De Bruyne is playing. I, I'm not sure if Egypt are in it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if they're. No, in I think it or no, not. Egypt, he's up or not. Yeah. Well, I guess just Salah gets a rest, but there'll be uh, Van yeah. Dyke's in it. You know, he's. Uh, yeah. We saw what happened when he got injured for a big amount of time. Vazilla in it, so I'm not sure if Allison's playing or if it's Edison, uh, one of the two. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just hope it's not Kane. But uh, he's he's obviously behind Harland, but, <laughs> but compared to Harry Kane's standards in August, he's well ahead of schedule here. Yeah, it, the thing is about Harland, you expect Harland to be where he is because he has supplies. He has Kevin De Bruyne. I mean. Harry Kane is Kevin De Bruyne and Haaland mixed together. You know, he's able to pass and score. But the one thing I could say about, because a lot of people, um, yeah, exactly. And that's that's yeah, only because I'll, Song hasn't yeah. scored. So as soon as yeah. Song starts to score, Harry Kane is going to yeah. get more assists. Yeah. I'll, just read, I'll just read it out for the uh, podcast. Listen, yeah, yeah. Kane with five goals, zero assists, back to being a traditional number nine for the most part. Another reason why Son isn't getting as many chances. Uh, but yeah, Son is uh, getting chances. He is. Yeah. He's just not. Maybe not them. from Harry Kane, though. Is I think reloads. Well, the, the the pass was from Harry Kane, and that hit the post. Um, and you could see that Harry Kane's always looking for. But yeah, I, I can understand what you're saying. As for the injury, Harry Kane went through the full season last year without an injury. Nobody yeah. picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> he he's well, playing. They have. I've I've been on stream saying. He yeah, good, good, last good. Year. Can he? Yeah. Can he last two years? They're not so sure. Yes. Uh, the, the reason why, if you look at Ronaldo, Ronaldo doesn't get a lot of injuries. He's gone full seasons. Harry Kane is playing differently. Harry Kane is mature. Like, he's looking after his body more. So if you think about Harry Kane's injuries, it wasn't like pull hamstrings or pull calves. It was more his ankle. Yeah. So, so now Harry Kane... Did- did stand on his ankle with a fat... I can't remember who. Yes, but... That, that, it's, it's always a worry, but luckily... luckily the, the thing is, kind of, Harry Kane is not putting himself... And challenges as much. He's not being determined to win the ball. As soon as he gets hit, he'll fall over. Yes, I think, uh, yeah, the Fulham guy did some of his leg, but the Fulham, you know, Harry Kane went to pass the ball and it was kind of a, more of a trudge onto Harry Kane. It wasn't like vindictive. But before, I think Harry Kane was being marked tightly by defenders, so they were niggling his ankles. And But Harry Kane's dropping deep now. So if you look at Harry Kane, he's not really, unless it's Lloris playing a ball up front for him to win a header, he's not really standing right, you know, back up against a defender. Mm-hmm. He's no longer doing that because he knows that a defender will stick his leg out or go to chop him down. Because he's dropping deep and not having a defender right up against him, 
he's unable to turn or he's able to dribble and he's giving us more space. And I think like Messi did the same thing. Ronaldo did the same thing. Lewandowski does the same thing. Teddy Sheringham did the same thing. They knew how to drop off, not have engagement with so much, you know, because defenders are there to hurt. They're there to pick on your legs. They're there to <laughs> kick against you. You know, they're there to do that. So if you're not doing that, your legs are not going to become weaker. And also Harry Kane is not bursting the gut anymore. He's choosing his energy in games. So he's not as fatigued. So I think, like, that's that's a big reason why, yeah, touch wood, which I have a table of such and wood, I don't think he's going to get a massive injury because he's changed his way of playing, you know, and that's the thing I've noticed. Yeah, yeah as well, yeah. Medical staff, how they're looking after the players, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Simply A says if he was playing for City, he'd have the same amount of goals as Haaland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, David Clark, uh, I'm not sure about this. Are the World Cup pitches grass or park grass or artificial? I'm not actually sure about that. Uh, Neither am I. But yeah, you hope not artificial because it's not the greatest service. Uh, service yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but you did mention, I haven't forgotten, had a Marseille, Marseille next. Uh, yep, yep. We have got City, that's the big game. But Marseille is midweek, Wednesday, I think it is. Uh, at home, I thought it was away, but it's at home. Yep. Yeah, uh, at home we should be winning. Although that group on paper, we should be doing well in that. Although Marseille are going great guns in in uh, La Ligue, uh, Ligue, Ligue One, Ligue, 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 Ligue One, yeah, Ligue One, yeah, 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 Ligue One, yeah. Me butchering the French language, I do apologise. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're going great guns there, so it's not going to be easy. They've got Pie no. uh, ex West Ham, who will obviously yes. know the history of West Ham Tottenham. Mm -hmm. uh, but at home, do you expect to win? I expect to win again at home against anybody, even if a Man City came to yeah. town. Yeah, I think. Uh, it's away from home that I think we struggle. But but we've got to stop giving all these chances away. Fulham, we did very well in that respect. Lovis made two wonderful saves. They were from long range. And Mitrovic, obviously, we talked about that. Can't really remember too too much elsewhere. So against all the other teams, if they had a decent striker there, we'd have we'd have been in a bit of trouble uh, so the full well, game was a lot lot better but uh, Marseille how do you see that game going uh, I think we'll attack hopefully yeah, yeah so I think I'll Spurs will play the, yeah I'll that's stop. okay I think Sp I'll stop Spurs <laughs> Spurs will Spurs should win this game I think Spurs should qualify from that group yes on paper you could say it's not it's, I'm not saying it's going to be easy 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 no. but I think Spurs have the players and I think it being at home is great because they don't have to then fly back to Man City. They can go straight onto Man City. So I think it actually works. And then I think the last game is Sporting Lisbon and then it's Leicester. I mean, Leicester are pretty much relegated. But um, so I think it actually sets up good. And that atmosphere at, Whiteheart, at, at, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is going to be yeah. mad. You know, that Absolutely. music yeah. and everything. Champions yeah. League again after yes. two, two years out, is it? Two yeah. or three? But yeah. Uh, and I also think as well, like, he has rotation now, so it'll be really interesting to see who he starts against Marseille. Does he oh, start with Kulisevsky is starting, isn't he? He's fresh apart from 15, yeah, 20 he... minutes that he played. Kane, 15 minutes off, 20 minutes off, so uh, yeah. had a bit of a, a rest. Son's yeah. only one of that front three, front four now, really, who played if, the whole game. If... So Kudu, yes. I'd be amazed if he doesn't start. Obviously, if Song starts, I think he will be the one brought off for Richarlison, you know, at a good time. Um, though I do think, I think if Spurs are winning and the game's comfortable, I do think that Benton Core might be brought off or Pierre might be brought off for Skip because you can make, yeah. is it five substitutions? 
in the Champions League as well? Or I, I'd assume it... so, but I'm not yeah. actually sure. Some, someone in the chat will know that far better yeah. than that. So if you can let so, us know. Far better than someone who's got a, a live stream and doesn't do his research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it might be five. It might be five, like the Premiership. Because it was five last year in the Champions League, so I think that's going to continue. So I think if it's five, I think if Spurs are winning 2-0 and Conte feels... Um, I think it would be kind of like let's let's uh, bring Pierre and Bentecourt off, put Skip on, you know, Basuma on there. Um, I, but it'll be interesting. We'll we'll all know that team might not come up. I wouldn't surprise me if, if Conte starts with the same team. Um, yeah. Other than you know, he, he might even start with Richardson and have Cooley on the bench yeah. again. You know, it could be even that, um, and then have Cooley very fresh against um, or bring Cooley on, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know. Um, but again, he might. I think he might start with the same team, other than he'll bring um, Richard uh, Cooley on instead of Richardson. Yeah, yeah. I and, told uh, you the Spurs community, yeah. wonderful thing. Thank you. So yeah, five subs. Five yeah. subs in the temple. Sub, thought it was. Yeah, you knew yeah. someone would know a lot more than me in the chat. Uh, <laughs> cheers for that. But yeah, that obviously yeah. helps a lot. Uh, it, certainly, yeah. if you're winning and it's comfortable, 60, 70 minutes gone, you can, you can, you know, invest players. Yeah, bring. I, yeah. I think Sessignon will probably start as well. I think Perisic will be vested for the City game. Yeah, I think he'll be. Yeah, definitely. What do you think sure. of the defence? Longley, has he done enough? Do you think in that Fulham game to start or do you think he'll go to old, reliable Romero, Dyer and Davies in the centre? If he plays Davies, I think that would mean that he plays Longley against Man City. Because mm. I can actually... I can he actually is see... tall, isn't he? So in the air, he could combat Haaland because he's. I think he's over six foot, the commentator said. Yeah, la, la, and it's a passing as well. So basically, Davies can do the forest pass, but he doesn't, you know, after. But I do think if Davies start, I think Langley will then start against Man City for the sheer fact that he has that potential to put the ball over the top for Song, go straight yeah. from back to front. Yeah. So, you know, Davies hasn't put a foot wrong. So there is no justifiable reason to drop him. But I do think that now you'll see that con table start to go right. You'll have... Uh, if, if, if a player misses out on the the week during the week, they will then play on the on the weekend. Regard you know injury wise, obviously that precedes that. So, Cesc might start against Marseille, and then Perisic might come on against um, Man City. Um, or could be you put Cesc against Man City because Cesc did keep you know Kevin De Bruyne or whoever he played against quiet. Um, so yeah, it'll be very very interesting to see. Um, we. Kind of not know until obviously the the day of the game and when the team sheet comes up. Yeah, I mean, simply, a couple of uh, simply ace here. Uh, we'll be fine against Marseille. We'll win three one. Front three. Yep. Not many teams will want to play us. David Clark. Uh, this won't be a game where we're we are winning easy and making lots of subs. Conte doesn't make lots of subs. I think no. now with the three the, the three uh, day vest. Yeah, who would have ever thought Kane would have come off for a vest? Uh, yeah. So I think if, if the game's done, and then because we have got that game in three days, I think there it's could season, be yeah. there. Uh, but isn't it wonderful as well now that we're 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 not sure on the team that are going to play because mm -hmm. we've got this competition, we've got yeah. these players who have come in, uh, put a good shift in, you know, made an impact, and now yeah. we're not sure. You know, Basuma could easily come in for one of Pierre or or, or Ben. Yeah, Kerr, I, 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 and what, against you know, Marseille. Easily coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the wing backs aren't necessarily guaranteed, one of the nope. center backs aren't guaranteed. The top three now with Richarlison isn't guaranteed, isn't it? Isn't it all. absolutely, absolutely wonderful that we, we, yeah, we've got this. It's not a finished article by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a lot, no. lot, lot better than last season and the season before. 
And uh, yeah, yeah David Clark, sure. uh, Perisic will play in the top games. Sess isn't playing to that level yet. He fair isn't. Enough, he's not doing too too bad. But uh, yeah, I'd be yeah. very surprised if Perisic ends starting against Man City. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in terms of predictions against Marseille, uh, uh, you know, you know me now. Uh, uh, by now, I'm a coward. I can't give a score prediction to to, to the coward. Um, I, I, I think we will win because we're at home. But I think we'll yeah. see. So yeah. Um. But yeah, it will be a tough th- game. It will be a tough game. Like David said, they're top of uh, their league. Uh, five uh, drawn five, uh, one five drawn one six games. Uh, not lost any. So it's so another game of two undefeated teams. So it won't be easy. But like I said, at home, like you said, with the fans, champions, the first Champions League game for a couple of years, the fans will be absolutely rocking. And and yeah, I think we'll win. But I think we will concede. But yeah, what what are your predictions? Yeah, I think I think Spurs will concede too. I think it'll either be two one or three one to Spurs. Um, I, I do think that will be the the result. Um, and Spurs will start off, uh, very fast. Yes, Marseille at the top yeah. of the league, but we, like we always say, it's the French league. You know, the French league is not as physical, not as tough, and let's be honest. Paris or PSG, they're just warming up. You know, they're just uh, they're just <laughs> taking their time warming up. As soon as they start to click in the gear, because I think you know, I haven't paid too much attention, but like I think Messi is like playing really well. Neymar, Mbappe, and all they've got a good coach in as well now. Um, so yeah, it's it's I think against French league teams, potentially there could be an upset. But it's if it was away, then I would say yeah, maybe Marseille can make a, a win. But it's at home. And that's yeah. we all know that that Tottenham Hotspur Stadium jumping and packing will it's just yeah it spurs the, play, the Spurs players on and like frightens the opposing players. Yeah, I think so as well. And yeah, I mean, you can't be going in the game going it's only Marseille French league and all of this kind of stuff. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Players won't do be doing that. And yeah, no. and, uh, yeah. Simply A said three one, and he said Kane, Hoiberg, and Son to end the drought as the goal scorers. Okay. Um, okay. Apart from the one goal conceded, if that comes true, then that would be pretty much a perfect uh, yeah. uh, result. And then if we can make some substitutions, give Canes, the Suns, the, yeah. the, the Hoybergs, the Benton or whoever, a rest, that would mm-hmm. be superb as well. But yeah, to be honest, as long as we win, you don't want to be yeah. playing catch-up too early in the Champions League, certainly yeah. not when your first game's a home game, because I think the next yeah. one is probably an away game. Yeah, and, good sport uh, in this yeah. one. David Clark, 3-1 as well. Uh Kane, Richarlison, Son, that'd be pretty good as well to to yeah. to the uh, non-scores so far off the mark. But yeah, I think yeah, I I think the fans it'll be it won't be to the level of the Arsenal game in North London mm-hmm. Derby. I don't think we'll yeah. ever see a game that level again uh, until this season when they play. <laughs> they will be always. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there'll be a lot of noise there. It'll be a sellout as much as yeah. as, as as they're allowed to sell. It'll be certainly in the, yeah. the sixty thousands. And yeah, you'd hope the players will be itching to get back in that Champions League. Oh, sure, sure well. they will. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah, they all undefeated. Yeah. Confidence has got to be flowing. Although confidence has got to be flowing from Marseille. You can only beat usually in front of you, which they have mm. done. Oh, they've drawn one. Uh, so yeah, so and then just get the confidence up. Hopefully, get Sun and uh, Richarlison, like David says, off the on, on the score sheets. Sets mm-hmm. us up beautifully with confidence going into the City game. And, and sure. wouldn't, uh, wouldn't it be amazing to beat City again? It'd be the only undefeated team in the Premier League. And then that's a real, real good platform to then go on. I'm not saying we'll win the league, but it's a real, real good platform. And to show, you know, our fa- not not just away fans, but our fans as well, that we, we do have a team we can grind stuff out in this Conte team, in this manager, in, this, in these players. But yeah, pretty much reached the end there. Uh, okay. 
yeah, Friday, we'll be back on my channel. Let's talk Tottenham. If you like what you've seen today, it's exactly the same show. Tommy just lets me do the Monday one on here. Uh, that will be the Marseille review and the Man City preview. Uh, not sure who we've got on yet, but uh, yeah, hopefully a good show. I'm sure it will be. Everyone who comes on creates uh, a great show. Uh, Owen, today, always a pleasure having you on. Had, had you. you on here Thank quite you, a few times. Always great talking yeah. to you. Uh, I know your channel. You've got a channel, but you don't put a huge amount of content. No, on no, there, I don't have I don't have a channel anymore. Oh right, okay. No, yeah, I just I just I just leave it to streaming. Um yeah. and like I have Twitter. Like I'm on you'll find me on Twitter, like either commenting or something. Like I'm thinking about maybe starting up again, but yeah, it's just yeah. I prefer just the streams, you know. Just it's that that way. Just yeah. Well the link easier. is in the description anyway, to so go and watch some of yeah. his old videos from last season anyway. There's <laughs> none from this season. But yeah, yeah. Uh, follow him on Twitter, there it is there, Mr. Spurs. Uh and then yeah, you follow him, you'll see wherever he's uh, appearing on streams. Uh, I know you appear on quite a few. Yeah, like I say, always great having you on. And uh, yeah, I Thank quite you. like these one to ones, a lot easier to yeah, control yeah. of the conversation. Yes, even yeah. though when you do have a lot of people on, uh, not saying they're bad or I'm not, <laughs> never going to do them again, sometimes they can go away with you. But yeah, always great yeah. having you on. And uh, it's Thank always you. great doing a Spurs show as well, isn't it? When we've won yes. games, and, and yeah, I mean. As we know, as Spurs fans, it can always come crashing down. So give it a month and it can come crashing down. But you've got to enjoy it while it's still there. And back in the Champions League again. And yeah, yeah, happy It'll days, happy days. Just the only the only bad thing is Kate, his son, Charleston, not on the score sheet yet. But that ain't going to last that much longer. No, for So, yeah. So thanks to everybody in the comments. Uh, really appreciate it. Really helps the channel. Really keeps the, the show going as well with all your comments and and. and questions as well really do appreciate it uh, if you haven't done so already hit a like also if you haven't done so already hit a subscribe really helps the channel and this is tommy's channel he's got so many people doing shows on here uh, you won't remember <laughs> all of the times and then the times aren't always necessarily at the same time each week uh, so hit that notification bell you'll be notified then every time someone on tommy's channel goes live that's your best way of making sure you don't miss any of his great content and the great content of the people he's got hosting shows and if you like what you've seen today like i say uh, i'm on let's talk tottenham my friday show 12 30 p.m uk time that's on there if you like a bit of magic as well i've got another side side hustle shall we say me doing a few magic tricks on chris's magic you see that there in my description so if you like that go over to there they're only a few minutes long so it's not uh, You'd mount out your day, yeah, and uh, yeah, appreciate all the support. And uh, we're back here, uh, it'll be a review review of the Man City game. Uh, hopefully, that'll be next Monday, so hopefully, we can get a result there. That'd be amazing to get another result against there. The Harry Kane team does it again, it'd be amazing. Uh, but yeah, first things first, Marseille get off to a fly in the Champions League, not even a fly necessarily, but a win. And uh, yeah, speak to you soon, Owen. And I'm sure you'll no be back on here yes. uh, other times. And uh, yeah, thank you to everybody watching. Hit that like, hit the subscribe notification bell. And come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.